Mitsubishi. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, April 17th, something like that. Um, everything in the world is still completely shut down, but just because everything's shut down doesn't mean that this wasn't one of the craziest weeks in lacrosse news in quite some time. So, Jake, it's, uh, it's been a wild week so far. So, how are you hanging in there? Um, <clears throat> I mean, the world you're right everything everything's still shut down uh nobody knows what day it is because time doesn't matter um i think we're all faring just about as well as we expected if you could say that we expected this at all uh, um you know uh, somebody who's not faring well right now uh probably ty zanders good friend of the pod uh because he has to cover for i think the first time free agency in college lacrosse. So, you know, he's a sick little bastard, so he's probably enjoying it an extreme amount. Um, but I'm sure that's a new, that's a new area. It's a new area know. that we have to talk about. If, have you been, have you been keeping tabs on Ty on Twitter? Ty, buddy, if you're listening to this right now, which we know you are, um, it's calmed down a little bit, uh, over the, like the last few days with those first couple weeks, uh, Ty Sanders was not having a great time in quarantine. So we're, we're thinking of you, bud. We are. They, uh, the trolls were out in full force. Uh, they just, for some reason, like everybody, all of the lax dads with like, it's like the same, it's like the same archetype, right? It's like a lax dad. He's like probably 50, 60 years old. He's got about 48 followers. And like his bio is like upstate New York, lax, live in Philly, uh, three sons, uh, love to grill something like that and then he's just in ties mentions just talking about how he doesn't respect the game and shit like that so well here's the thing same guy well because you have to imagine all those lax dads like so it, it's april right now so they should be mid-season form to where they're on the sidelines just chewing out refs every single week they are just <laughs> making refs lives miserable and since their sons aren't playing right now they don't have any refs to rip, so they have to find someone to take their anger out on. Um, and unfortunately, Ty Zanders just is, is I guess, the, the Twitter ref, de facto. Uh, and, you know, what can you do? Uh, the guy was just kind of born into it, right? Um, but, you know, uh, we, we feel for the guy, and it's actually proved to be for some interesting content. Um, I mean, you've even got people so, so bored as to create fake inside lacrosse accounts. Uh, it was funny for about 40 seconds, uh, considering that is a long time shtick, uh, on, for, for people trying to throw people off with, uh, Ian Rappaport and, you know, Adam Schefter and, you know, trying to throw Shefty bombs and things like that. But, um, some notable transfers. Do we, do we, do we want to talk notable transfers right now? Well, I think we got to go right to the well. One transfer, which I, you know, it's not necessarily a transfer as far as it is, uh, or at least at how they put it, a mutual and responsible agreement to part ways. Uh, but one mm. of the biggest names in the lacrosse market who will be on the move, Dave Petromala. So, Jake, this one hurts you real hard because this, you're, I mean, you're taking online classes at hot. You're a, you're a Hopkins I'm a, student. So this one right here is right in your backyard. Uh, for the first time since 2001, Dave Petramala will not be the head coach of the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. 2001. That's two decades right there. Let me tell you a little something, Jake. 
The first time I picked up a lacrosse stick, I was in fourth grade. Guess what the year was? 2001. So I have never known a lacrosse world in which Dave Petromala is not the head coach of Hopkins. And that starts next year. It's weird, right? It's like, what is hop with, you know, like, like Petromala is the absolute face uh, of hop. Like, you know, there's Johns Hopkins lacrosse. It doesn't seem like hop without Petro. So, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be really weird going forward. But like at the same time, you know, he's, (laughs) he's a highly revered coach. There's a perennial powerhouse, but the last few years, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, kind of like a, like an eight and eight struggle, you know, and, and when, when do the higher ups get, when do the higher ups and the players both get fed up? You know, yeah. when do they think it's time for a new direction? And I, and I don't know. It's not my call. I don't know enough, you know, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously he's going to be in the PLL. Like that's, that's an, I mean, you called it within the, within 40 seconds of seeing the tweet. You're like, that's the most obvious move ever. Of course it is. So, I mean, he'll be there, but like, it, it, it's weird. It's going to be weird. That, that's so my biggest, like, I'm not, I'm surprised that they actually did it just because again, it's, it's been two decades. So like, like I, I can't believe that it actually happened, but at the same time, exactly like you said, like, yeah, like it, it was the right call. I mean, listen, like we, no one has to, no one has to tell you just how legendary of a coach Petro was it, or Petro is in the college lacrosse game. I mean, the man's won two national championships. He's had his team playing on Memorial Day Monday four times, seven trips uh, to the Final Four, and an overall record of 207 and 93. So, like, the man's an absolute legend that uh, 2005 and 2007, right? I have those years right, right? The 05 and 07 Hopkins. Yeah. So, like, those teams were outrageous. So, like, everyone knows what he's capable of and what he means to the game, um, both as a coach and a player. But, yeah, the fact that, you know, the past few years have been – I mean, they, they've, they haven't been, like, borderline irrelevant just because Hopkins is always going to be – like, they're, a, you know, a blue blood program. But as far as, like, the national championship goes, like, as, as far as being an actual contender, they were irrelevant in that discussion. No. Uh, and, you know, the, it's, it, it's terrible to see a program with such a pedigree not remain competitive over the years. It's not like they haven't gotten the recruits, though, right? And this is going to be such – I mean, you're seeing it already with Cole Williams transferring. Uh, another guy just entered the transfer, uh, transfer portal, uh, I want to say, like, an hour ago it was reported. Um, hang on a second. But, you know, what we're starting to see is we're starting to see, like, you know, these guys who are like, wow, you know, Petro is not going to be there. I wonder how many recruits will flip. Like, some of these guys wasn't uh, – there's a couple t- – there's, like, a top ten recruit, you know, going a – couple, a couple guys coming in to hop there. That, and I don't know if that's the same. You know, the new coach may come in and be like, I don't want these kids. And these kids may not want the new coach. So, you know, you're going to see a really – you know, and everybody says it would be a – a rebuilding phase, right? You know, it's the fucking biggest, like, 
God, it's so it's so annoying. Yeah, um, I mean, again, but it, but it's true. It's it's no, like, it's uh it's Stagnita's kid. Matt Stagnita transferred oh, yeah. to to Jacksonville to transfer you. Yeah, transfer you, baby. Go uh, Dolphins, dude. Fins up. Um, but no, like this is it's the biggest opening in the sports history for a coach, I would say. Um, you know, like until maybe until like the people on the internet finally get their wish and Desco gets fired, but you know, they're not saying fired. <laughs> they're not saying fire Desco now because you know, he had no. the team number one in the nation, but still like until like Syracuse opens up, I would, I would say that this, so like they're going to get someone sick in there to replace Petro. So they're still always going to get those top recruits. Um, the one guy we we've mentioned that should get at least a call for the job is, is uncle Bill, Bill Belichick. Um, just because he already has the hoodies and everything. Um, but no, so I, you know, they'll still get plenty of guys, but like, like you said already, like we're already starting to see, uh, some of the fallout from again, this, this mutual and respectful parting of ways, but just grow a set of nuts Hopkins say that you fired the guy, please. But you know, the, the firing of, of Petro now we have, you know, Cole Williams in the, in the transfer portal. Um, and yeah, I mean that right there, that'll, that'll bring us right into, again, the probably still the biggest news, the biggest story over the next, like at least five years of college across will be this group of seniors trans keeping their fifth year of eligibility and a lot of these guys transferring to finish out their careers in other places. So we've got Cole Williams on the move. We don't know where he's going yet. The biggest name out there, Michael Sowers, this kid, this kid's phone has to be ringing off the hook constantly over the past week. He probably, he's probably had to, you know, take a drive over to Philly and thrown his phone in the Schuylkill river because it's just been buzzing, buzzing, buzzing with college coaches being like, Hey, Mikey, please, for the love of God, I will do anything you want. Please just play for us next year. Um, so Sowers is on the move a lot. A lot of these other guys, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some announcements like our boy Drizzy Drake Porter will be making his return. He ain't going nowhere. Staying at Cuse. Uh, same with like Varello. Um, but I mean, most, I think everybody at Cuse is going to stay. I mean, David yeah, Murphy yeah. You can't, stay. yeah, you can't, but yeah. I mean, they're, they're all, they're all going to stay. Uh, that means I think they're four that, that like four attackman rotation will be there back. It will be back next year, which is huge. Um, Nick Mellon so, will be I mean, returning, but he's, he's another guy in the same situation as an yeah. event where it's like, he's already been at school for this was his fifth year because of an injury. So like you can't did he be. Do, going, did he do prep school too? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head if he did, but because it because it would it would have been. I mean, because Grant Ament just turned twenty three, so like uh, Mellon's probably twenty two, about to turn twenty three as well. Yeah, if he, I if mean, he did, I mean, you at some point, right? You you can't be I, there for for six years unless you're Tommy Boy or or getting a PhD. That's true. Um, um but yeah, I mean, so like sour right. I've already I've already put this out there a bunch of times. I think everyone already knows my answer, but I want to know right off the top of your head, Michael Sowers, yes, end up somewhere next year. Where where do you want to see twenty two? Where do, okay, so there, here's the here's the thing. So where do I want to see twenty two, and where will I see twenty two? We're doing two different things. So I, you got to think, right? 
Uh, you, you got the, Demer- the Mercer gang's already furious that you haven't said that's Mercer right off the bat. That, I, I I am all about the Mercer guys. Those are g- my, I'm on the Mercer gang. I played with a couple of those guys who transferred from Mercer to Georgia. They're fucking loony, and I love them. Sean Goldsmith, if you listen to this, bud, uh, he's the one who plays in the specs, like not even Rex specs. They're like Harry Potter glasses, and he's fucking ill too. So he's absolutely just got the wettest shot. Anyway, uh, so where do I want him to go? All right. I would love for him to go to just any fucking program with a bunch of superstars, right? I'd love for I'd love to see him at Cuse, although they've already got four top attackmen. You know, I'd love to see him at Cuse. I'd love to see him at UNC playing with Chris Gray. Uh, that would be absolutely insane. That's pretty much two guys that are absolutely unguardable. Um, I'd love to see him. <sighs> I don't know if I'd like to see him at another Ivy school. I don't, I don't really, I don't well, really he, see well, that. He can't. He, he, he can't. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. He can't. That's yeah. um, uh, an idiotic take, Jake. I'm just, you know, I'm running all the D1 names through my head right now. It's, you know, like a little computer. Um, okay. Now here's what I imagine. Now, who did he get calls from? I'm sure he got one from Bill Tierney. There is just, I'm sure Tierney said, come here, son. Uh, I'd love to see you out in Denver. Uh, I'm sure Tierney, he got a call from, from Tierney. I'm I'm sure that he got a call from Tillman. Um, I, now that is now that is a team that needs an extra kick to get over the. I think Maryland needs like one extra player to get over to get over a hump, um, kind of like that and, that championship slump. And I think and, Sowers could do it. And he also seems like a Tillman guy. Like like you see Tillman, yeah. and, and again he's like like regimented, just just like a naval officer. Yep. Like a guy who who's going to be having everything. Like, I mean, the, the man has that iPad glued to his hand. Like he's constantly going through it. And like, whether he's breaking down film or whatever, like the man has the iPad glued to his hand, or maybe it's a Microsoft notebook, who knows, no free ads. But so he seems like a guy who Sowers would gravitate to be like, I, yeah, like I want to be coached by this man. Like he's, he's got everything. And it's like, Hey, this is my last, my last kick at the can here. Um, you know, I feel like that's a guy who, so like that one makes a lot of sense. Um, obviously the, the, the Homer opinion in me, like, I think, you know, the Penn state makes so much sense now, but come on, come on. Come on. I just, I don't believe that. I don't think the kid wants to go to the state school where there's, where I, I don't think he wants to do that. I, 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 would, I, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing though, is like, I kind of agree with, but like, so purely lacrosse, it makes so much sense. Oh the, yeah, sure. The sure. school, the school does not make sense, but again, he, he's going to leave with the Princeton degree anyway. And then this fifth year is just for lacrosse. So like, if, if this is like a purely lacrosse move, Penn State makes the most amount of sense because he just fills in that role for Grand Ament right away. And then he has Mac O'Keefe, who's making his return to Penn State. So, like that right there, Penn State doesn't miss a beat. I think Virginia also makes a lot of sense because Virginia does, yeah. Because especially because he'd have a couple of Philly boys that he's already played with growing up with Docs Aiken and Matt Moore. So there's a little bit of familiarity there with that offense. Um, Michael Kraus is leaving for the pros, so now they're they need another attackman. So Virginia makes. I mean, so so I mean, there, are, there are there are a lot are, of places that make a lot of sense. That you know that's what I was you know saying, but. I just wanted to see if you would be a coward or not and just give one school a definitive hot take Jake one school. Where's the end? 
hot, you know, a hot take, probably Virginia or Maryland. That's those are those are blue blood programs that are powerful, well-rounded. And you get a great degree, and you're not you'd be an idiot not to pick one of those schools. You know, I feel like, I mean. I feel like you look at Penn State and, you know, there's there's an element of intimidation there because you go down that roster and every one of those kids is a fucking stud. You're like, where do I fit in here? You know? Well, he fits in uh, exactly where Grant Amen was. I know. I know he does. And I know that Mac O'Keefe, as long as Mac O'Keefe is getting the ball from wherever on the field, he's going to – it's catch and shoot from 16, right? We know We know that that's, that, that, that's like, you know, I just – intuitively, I have this like – I have this belief that that's not going to happen. I have this belief that Sowers like never even considered it just because he wants Sowers seems like a guy who's always like forged his own path and goes against the popular opinion. You know, I haven't heard anybody say, you know, Sowers to uh, Kevin Lindley, you know, like I, I, the, you know, Loyola is up there. You know, it's not, it's not a program to sleep on. Is is Loyola, uh, this is maybe a little, is Loyola, is that like a good, is that a good school? I would imagine they've got, a, they've got a they've got a law school. Yeah, um, they've got a good graduate program. Like that, it's 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 not like uh, I mean, obviously it's not Ivy League. Yeah, um, but Loyola is it's actually one of the schools I considered for my master's. So like it's a it's a solid it's solid school. You, you just hear though the whole time of you know, Sowers just wanting to get that trip to Memorial Day weekend, and I don't see that happening. Like they're they're. I think that there are four teams that I see that happen. Well, and again, I, I don't. He wouldn't end up at Syracuse. I don't. I can't imagine that. that I, 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 again, that's a that's a super popular opinion. But like, this is not. We're talking about college lacrosse and a kid's livelihood. We're not talking about the fucking Avengers. You know, but we you're, you're should not, be talking about the event. Like that's what <laughs> I know. We should like, be. Like, but I've, I've I've had this idea ever since the season was canceled, and they said that seniors would be getting a fifth year. All I've wanted is for all these kids and Jacksonville. I love you. I'm now the biggest Finns fan of all time because they're doing whatever they can to make it happen. They are trying to be transfer you a place, a safe haven for all these kids to go to and just make a super team to just waltz into Memorial day weekend, 2021. So that's, and again, but like a kid like Sowers probably wants something close to an Avengers team because he doesn't want to spend another year playing college across if, if it's not going to end on Memorial Day. So, th- so then you go, you go to like one of it. So in my mind, he goes to the, the team that has the best chance. Like there's, you look at Penn State's results in the past few years and they can't get over the Yale hump, right? And, you know, but, sorry, but, Penn State guys. I know you. I know you guys are listening. What? Well, but what? They're gonna get over the Yale hump this year, next year, because there won't be any TD Erland. Because again, the Ivy League isn't granting yeah. those kids the fifth year. So that, like, hey, Yale, you guys have a great program. You guys have great players up and down the field. TD's a total game changer, and like, you can't. If he's not on there, there's not really much. Like this was this was the year for Yale to continue their daddy dominance over Penn State, but then that goes away next year when TD's not there. That's another thing we haven't heard uh, a definitive response from TD yet, whether or not he will be 
transferring anywhere or if he will just be ending his college career. Like I, I know that there was that one uh, quote that he had that he was like that if he was going to play another year of college across, it would only be at Yale. But I think that that quote was before the Ivy league came out and said that they're not allowing, like they're not going to grant that fifth year. So I don't think we've heard anything from him since. So um, I don't know. That would be, he's a smart guy. He's probably scheming. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That would be, we get him to transfer one more time and then he goes to the final four again. And so he's, he would have to be the only kid to ever make it to the final four with three different teams. Yeah. That way. I mean, that's gotta be some sort of record, but he's, but he's also like such a much like mature, like again, regimented kid where I, I really can't imagine that he's like that interested in, he doesn't really seem like the, the college life guy to me could 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 be totally wrong there could be totally off base but i feel like he's a guy who's probably he's probably been ready and mature enough for the real world since he was like 13 yeah and for that you know to that point you know i i could see him taking the the granite path and saying you know hey i want to go you know play in the pll or whatnot but you know there's it's it's a lot up in the air for a lot of these guys right now. You know, you know, at the rate that we're going, um, you know, who's to say we we ha- you know who's to say next spring season is is still happening? You know, there's there's still uh, a question. Oh, say that, dude. Come hey, on. New New York Come and New York on. and L.A. canceled all pro sports all the way for the rest of the year. You know, Come so on. and. I, I think well, somebody has to say it. No, we somebody has to say it. We don't have to say it. It'll next season will be here. Everyone, don't listen to Jake. He's Georgia, Look, like I, Georgia, like just shut stuff down like yesterday. So you're yeah, because everybody here is dumber than a sack of hammers. So you know, what, we'll, we'll, I, get it, we'll get it back. We'll be there next year. Um, okay. Well, I I have you know my first amendment right is what is being exercised right now, and I can absolutely just say whatever I want. Uh, that's also why I'm on the podcast. Well, my first amendment right is the guy who edits the podcast, so I'll just edit all that out. Um, <laughs> but rewind a little bit. We, you mentioned he might do, you know, might take that grand event route and just be like, listen, I, you know, I had a great career, didn't end the way that I wanted it to, but I'm ready to move on, ready to go to the pro game. So then we get to the PLL. And so right now the, the draft class, which we thought was going to be absurd where, you know, each pick in every, in each of the four rounds was going to be an absolute stud. I don't even know if we'll have enough kids to, to do a full first round draft. You know, right now we have Grant Ament, Michael Krause, and uh, Nick Mellon. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we'll be getting a lot, uh, a lot more of these decisions like as, within like the next few days. I feel like kids have been having enough time at this point to kind of mull over their options and, and make those decisions. But even with the draft, well, the PLL has already pushed back the start of their season. Um, and then there's Dr. Fauci, big, big, big hot boiler. He's been having the hottest, the hottest quarantine of all 
Dr. Fauci's stock over the last couple of weeks has been skyrocketing. Uh, but the Fauci dog, this man comes out and says that, that he thinks that pro sports can come back at some point in the summer, but without any fans. So mm-hmm. even, even when the, the PLL season gets going, now, you know, now we have to, one, we have to cross our fingers that it actually happens. But then two, now they're running into the issue where there's, you know, if they're going to be playing, it's going to be in empty stadiums. Now I will say this, if there is one pro sport out there right now that I think can really thrive without fans in attendance, it's, it's probably pro lacrosse. And like, that's, it's not a, it's not a cheap underhand shot at lacrosse, but like, listen, we've been doing it for a while, right? Like it's, it's not like, you know, sure, there was the Baltimore week of the PLL season last year, but it's not like having a massive crowd is really like lacrosse's bread and butter, right? It's, it's more about the broadcast. So, you know, I, I don't think that not having the crowd there is really going to impact the game that much. But what it might impact is, you know, if no one's able to go to these games, then it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to keep touring from city to city, right? Like that, that's right. the whole, the whole idea of touring from city to city is to get the most amount of people into the stadium to watch the game, to grow the game. But now if people aren't allowed to go to games. Why, why would you tour around? So that brings me to a point, Jake, I think you and I, we need to lead this movement. We need to get into the ears of the Ravels. Um, You know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get RJ in on it. We'll just fly him out there because if you've all heard the idea of Dana White, to have a fight island where they just fly UFC guys in and just fucking fight and fight and fight. And it's, it's not shut down because of Corona. They quarantine themselves on their island. The PLL needs their own fight island. And they just stay there all summer long. And they all, they all live on the same island all summer long. And they all play on the same island all summer long. Because, you know, there, there's no home teams or nothing. So it, like this could actually be perfect for them. I mean, I don't hate it, you know, and I'm sure that you would lobby for it to be like the link, you know, just no, blow, up no, a moat, no. a blow up a moat. A blo- no, let's have it down in Chester again. No, that was fine. no, Philly, <laughs> Philly sucks ass in the sun. It's just so humid all the time. It's a miserable. Oh, you're going to talk, you're going to talk to me about humidity. You're really going to sit there and be from fucking Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and talk to me from Atlanta about humidity. I don't, I don't want. I refuse to entertain this discussion. You, you no. guys are just born to- sticky down there. We, we have That's true. To, but we have like we have to transition from the winter into it and it's just a, a terrible, terrible time. But no, I like it can be somewhere it can be somewhere sweet. Like you can do it somewhere like off off of California. Like you can do it someplace nice. Like you don't need to be in I uh, I wouldn't want it to be in some like greasy like I put it in like Hawaii or something, but you all have to be on this tiny island. They all have to be living together. And then if you want to get more content out of it, you just turn the whole summer into like a reality show, right? So you just have cameras going like 24. So like all these guys are living on the same island. Like you have them in the same hotel all the time. So it's just like, it's real world during the day. And then you have all the lacrosse. Cause again, they don't need to be touring because there's no one to watch the game. So they, they can all just play the same games at the same exact stadium all season long, that probably gets it going quicker, right? You have everyone quarantined together. As, as long as everyone's good for like two weeks beforehand, you send them all there, then you can get yourselves going. Um, 
and then yeah, so everyone plays. So you get real world and lacrosse, and you can, and it's Fight Island. Okay. I mean, I'm on board. You know, we'll have to get into we'll have to get into Rabel's ears. Uh, we'll have to DM Mike, and we'll have to get this uh, this movement started. I'm sure RJ will be all on board with it. But uh, you know, I, I think the the PLL will have to weigh like what is the the cost of I mean, you know, potentially having to fly players out to the same location all the time. Well, no, no, versus, no. You just live them. You, they just live there. Well, what if they have other jobs? Fuck you know, like jobs. We're, they're working from home, right? Okay. They're other. They're yeah, other right. Jobs. They're probably yeah. So they're probably That's working true. remotely anyway. Okay. So, so everyone. Right. So all you have to do, you just have to buy an island, and then that has that has a hotel there, and everyone can live there for the summer. Okay. You, you don't think that Joe? You, just, Sy, you don't think that billionaire Joe Sai can buy an island right now, cash? I mean, you know, he'd probably have to move, you know, the way his checking accounts and savings accounts are set up, he probably has to move, you know, a little bit of money over and then you don't really want to cash that check like immediately. And, and but, you know, yes, I'm sure that Joe Sai could absolutely do that. And also Joe Sai noted wettest behind the back of all time. Um, love that guy. But uh, Fight Island. Like, I don't know. It, it, I don't, doesn't, I, it doesn't make sense to go – all over the country. I don't yeah, think, no, I, I don't think it's even feasible to go all over the country. Like, no, I, it's not. It's not, especially, especially with, you know, the, the chance of exposure and things like that. So now you have to choose like one central point where you can house everybody and shit like that. I mean, I guess it would be like Southern California, probably fight, then, fight Island. Yeah. Fight Island, you know? All right. Well, I, I mean, Rabel's PLL, if you guys are listening, which we know you are, uh, credit, Jordy and Jake with the idea for uh, PLL Island. Thank you. Yeah. If you guys want to call it like Crease Dive Island too, like that's totally fine with us. Like we're, Cre- we can't. Crease Dive Island brought to you by Barstool Sports slash Premier Lacrosse. Yeah. Slash. Yeah. I, I don't know. And all we ask in return is that we get to call one game. Um, so yeah. So we got, we got Petro out. At Hopkins, we've got college lacrosse free agency galore, and we've got the PLL starting their own fight island. So it's it's been a huge week in the sport of lacrosse. Um, and another big thing that happened this week, and uh, Jake, this was courtesy of your own uh, Twitter fingers, started started a little bit of a ruckus on on the World Wide Web uh, with, with your take from from the main account. About uh, mm-hmm. so so let's let, let me just pull up this tweet real quick because you uh, you went in on Argyle. It had to be done. It had to be done. And so let let's let's see here. We've got you called the Argyle Age of Lacrosse swag the darkest point of all time. It is, and it was. <laughs> and you know what? I couldn't possibly agree harder with you. Argyle, it was. Ta- oh you, you, you take it away right now because the Argyle scene in the lacrosse world is one that I'm so embarrassed by every single time I see it pop up. You know, I, I really don't remember the origin. You know, a lot of lacrosse stuff to me was like 
this is how I remember, and you, you know, you can tell me if you relate or not. A lot of lacrosse stuff to me, it just kind of appeared and was a part of the game, and then it left. I have no idea why it appeared, what happened, and but or, or, or why it left, but it did. And the Argyle age was one of those things. It started like I feel like a lot of teams, you know, the old style of jerseys and 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 shorts for summer ball was, you know, under the arm. There was like a there was like a strip. You'd have your you'd have your jersey, and there was like a strip. And I remember that a couple teams had maybe like an argyle pattern, like you know, in that strip. It was very small. It was subtle. Yeah, and it kind of like matched a strip the on like yeah, the side of the shorts. Yeah, it matched the side of the shorts, right? Like that was like that was how it started, you know. And then it kind of developed into like, you know, I remember <laughs> adrenaline lacrosse had like Rasta argyle socks. You know, Rasta is another thing that made it into lacrosse that I was like. Where the fuck did this come from, and why is it here? But everybody had the shit like Rasta Swizz beats. Like if somebody sells a Rasta Swizz beat, I would please, I beg you to post it because that shit was there was like a hundred of them made. It was amazing. But so Argyle was just so fucking bad, right? And then like somehow it permeated like college teams. Like there were some te- there were some college teams that even like incorporated it into like you know, the strip on the back of a pro seven and, and stuff like that. It was just so bad. It was ugly. It had nothing to do with like, there, it had no reason to be there yet. It was the loudest thing in the room. And then you had like some teams even went so far as to create like their entire Jersey made of Argyle or like shorts that were Argyle pattern and in socks, yeah. like it just, it didn't stop. Yeah. The, the Argyle shorts combined with the colored adrenaline socks. Oh, was just like, and like, here's the thing, like, I, I feel like some people will like look back on that and be like, oh, like that's, that's like, that's Laxboro culture. Um, I really don't, I, I have to disagree with that. Like the way that I always saw the Argyle, like I, I know that it made its way up to like some college teams, but like I always, if like, if I saw a kid wearing like Argyle shorts combined with adrenaline socks, I was like, oh, like that's that's a kid who like just started playing lacrosse like this year. And like, he thinks like, that's the way he's supposed to be dressed right now. Like that, that's what I always like equated that to. Like, like I know that people hate on the videos. I know that they hate, Oh, we need to get rid of Laxboro culture in the sport. But like the ultimate Laxboro, that was, that was the look, right? You got a nice pair of shorts. You know, I, I wasn't much of a pastel guy myself, but you know, if you had like, like a pair of like khaki shorts then you had the mid-calf socks and not just any mid-calves, right? They couldn't be the adrenaline color ones. They would have to be white mid-calf Nikes. You mix that with either some turf shoes or even better yet, the greatest pair of shoes ever to be made, the uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's. Do you remember those? I do. That was, that was a hot shoe. So you've got you know the khaki shorts, mid-calves, LTs. And then listen, if you want to get real bro you can wear the, the lax penny, right? Like that's, but that right there, that was, there was no Argyle. There were no colored socks. There was no Rasta. That was, that was the look. And I feel like the Argyle subsect of, of lax culture, those are the people that we really need to be fighting against. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, there are some folks out there who have chastised the boys um, for playing too much into Laxboro culture. And for that, you know, I can tell you to fuck off 
because we lived it, right? We experienced it. And now we look back in hindsight and our hindsight is like, it's not even 2020. It's like 2010. Like we're even better because of it. You know, I wore a lax penny to like, like my freshman orientation day. Oh yeah. Right? Oh dude. High school, was, high school summers. You're either. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Well, day it's just in a, in a lax penny. Abs- absolutely. But like the Argyle shit was never cool and I'm sorry. And like somebody, somebody even tried to go in and say like the Air Max nineties that dropped like 10 years ago called like the Air Max 90 lacrosse. They look like the fucking Rugrats, you know, drew that shit. It looked like a Nickelodeon, you know, uh, like if Virgil Abloh, you know, had, had uh, you know, designed something with Nike and Nickelodeon. It looked awful. You know, Argyle was never sick. It never was and it never will be. Pretty much anything that anyone's ever made specifically like for lacrosse style sucked. Yeah. So like, again, like, Cause like no one made Nike mid calves for lacrosse. No one made. No. So like a- anything that was made specifically geared toward lacrosse players was garbage. And if, if you wore it, you look like garbage. So I, again, I could not, I, I know that it got some people riled up in, in the mentions, but I could not stand by that statement by you anymore. If I possibly could. The only reason that people get riled up in the mentions is because they know I'm right. And when I'm right, it upsets people because they realize that they're wrong. And that's how the internet works. Yeah. Well, if any of you out there still, still have or own a pair of Argyle shorts or, you know, the adrenaline socks, I'm not going to say burn it because you could still like donate it. But even then, if you donate it, like who the hell still wants? So yeah, just burn it. Just burn it. You know, cleanse yourself. Use this time for a positive. We're all stuck inside a home. You can use this for self-evaluation and self-growth. And the first, the first move of that is to burn all of your Argyle shit. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm going through my mind and trying to think of like the sickest piece of lacrosse, like the most, like the, the coolest piece of gear that I ever had. And I, I know it, and it got stolen from me at a hotbeds tournament, but um, and you might, and you might, you might have a differing opinion on this. Uh, for we, I played for team Georgia, which solid name, just, you know, very creativity through the roof on that one. Yeah. The, the creativity is absolutely through this. How'd you come up with that? <laughs> I, I have no idea. So, um, we, <laughs> we had, we had two Jersey sets, right? Uh, we had black and white. You know, you know us in the South, very to the point. Everything's binary. Um, and then on I like on either little strip underneath, you know, the uh, the jersey and the shorts, and right down the shorts, like a Hawaiian print, like a red Hawaiian print. Not bad at all. Pretty subtle. Not not great, right? But pretty subtle. You know, it, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't loud. It wasn't like awful. It was decent. Now it wasn't could, so could, far could you, as could you get away with it today? Absolutely not. But for the time, no. like that, right. that was, was again, that was, 12, 12, 13 years ago. That was, that was like, that was a, subtle, that was a subtle that move was back then. Right. That was sick. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that was very subtle, you know, especially at, at some of these tournaments where, you know, you know, like nobody had team helmets, you know, we all had our high school helmets. I thought that used to be the coolest shit, right. You know, like you played in your high school helmet, you know, I had my, I had my high school helmet up in the fucking, you know, I'm seeing like 
you know, all the Duxburys and the boys Latins and the shit like that. You know, I, I can spot it from across. Nobody knows what my fucking helmet is, but like, you know, I, I thought that was sick. And then you had like our jerseys. We, we had, we traded jerseys and shit all the time because, you know, they loved it. Nowadays, not a chance, not a chance you get away with that. No, it, it, the, the Hawaiian like floral, it, it, it had it seen and Again, that that one quickly faded, but that wasn't just a lacrosse scene. That was like a no, no. That that, that was like a you know America in two thousand seven or eight scene. I mean, you know, so again, like that. Of- but that's the thing. Like that wasn't specifically geared towards lacrosse, but everything that was made specifically geared towards lacrosse players sucked. And and the number one culprit of that was the Argyle scene. Yeah, and and that's you couldn't you couldn't say it any better. Uh, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, again, a, a busy, busy week for, especially for a week where no actual lacrosse is happening. Um, it'll continue to get busier as we get, you know, more of these, uh, decisions from, from these kids, you know, whether or not they'll be returning to their school or whether they'll be going pro or whether they'll be transferring. So, um, you know, we've, again, Drake Porter on the way back, a bunch of those Syracuse guys on the way back, uh, Mac O'Keefe on the way back, um, Michael Krause out, Grandin Man out, uh, Cole little Williams. D, little, yeah, Cole Williams, that little D2 talk. Tyler Papa from Limestone is out. Interesting. Big guy, scores a lot of goals. P- potentially going D1? Who knows? I mean, it, 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 but I mean, the Limestone team is pretty sick. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they lost to Lenore Ryan in a pretty, pretty solid, uh, bout this year, but like, you know, he's a, he's a highly touted recruit. So, uh, yeah, we like to dip into the D2, D3 talk every now and then just to, uh, appease all the, uh, the naysayers that were, you know, heavily D1 or heavily PLL. Yeah. I, I set the bench D3, so I, I, I love the game, but I just, there's like, 300 d3 schools so it's impossible to keep up with um but yeah so crazy week and um you know it's going to continue to be a pretty crazy year all the way through spring of 2021 which will happen jake you downer i'm a real i'm a realist not a downer okay if i was a downer i'd be like oh well i'd have a i'd have a certain tone in my voice that's just like oh well you know nothing matters i mean even though it doesn't but you know yeah you know what i mean well we're all gonna die at some point but We're going to be keeping it low to high until that point. So we out.